You're listening to the 100th episode of Sounding Board. Welcome to Sounding Board, our 100th episode. We've been doing this since June or July 2018, I think. It's been quite a while now. 100. When you started, when we started, did you think that we'd get to 100 episodes? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I had, I had no idea. I had no idea. I was hoping that we would still have enough to talk to and, and we'd still enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but I did worry about topics. But it's just been, what, with Brexit, COVID, and, yeah, it's just been it's been never-ending. Yeah. Um, the, the, well, I... I there's certainly been uh, a lot of a lot of politics to talk about, which is where we kind of where we kind of started. Albeit, I feel like we've we have drifted a bit away from a bit away from that because of certain public health issues. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Um, so I've got something for you. Oh, um, I've, I've bought you a pad. Oh, thank you. Okay, and this, oh, this is, is one of these little moleskin ones. Yeah, because I, I thought you could. I've got a little bit to say. Oh, and I'm, I'm, take notes. I'm assuming you've got a pen, but I thought if you instead of you know, if you if you had some <laughs> if you had some questions to ask me, you could just kind of jot oh, them down. Oh, what you're saying is you don't want me to keep interrupting and you. Could you. Do, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you could After follow. After a hundred episodes, you've realised what you need me to do. <laughs> you could follow Claire Fox's lead. Um, she's really good at that. Yeah, have you ever seen her? She, she scribbles she, away like mad. But she'll do it for like twenty minutes. She doesn't really ever even look at the notes afterwards, but you know that's that's. that's but part I think of I think the act, the act of just writing it down yeah. lo- logs it into into her head. Hang on a second. Uh, yeah, I should have. I, I, I failed. I should have got you a pen I'm as well. Get a pen. Anyway, so um, I'm back. I was uh, I was listening to, and this is you, you don't know what I'm going to say here. This is just something that I've been kind of thinking about for a, a couple of days or so. Yeah. I was listening to a, a podcast with I think it was so I know it was Jordan Peterson and Brett Weinstein. I think it was because they've done two recently. They've done one on his oh, podcast. Oh right, because you re- referred me to one. Not yeah, they've done they've done one on the Jordan Peterson podcast and they've done one on on the Dark Horse, uh, which is Brett Weinstein's podcast. Mm. I think it was on the first one and. They were talking about what Jordan has been through over the kind of the past couple of years, and he's basically been through hell. Uh, but they, they were also talking about some of the, you know, some of the good things that you know kind of happened since probably I think 2016 is when he kind of came into the public eye. Is it is it really only that? Then? Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it, was, it was around. Well, it was Bill C16, which I think is I think it was 2016. Um, well, that and that was certainly when he when he got really big. In fact, I think it might have even been, it might have been. Kind of late 2016, early 2017, when he had the Kathy Newman. I was about to ask you when was the Channel Four, and, and that was the, that that kind of because sky- I was aware of him before then, but then that skyrocketed him into everybody knew about him. Exactly at that same, point. same here, yeah. Um, but I was listening to, to 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 them talking, and he was talking about uh, you know kind of because obviously he went on the road uh, with Dave Rubin for a couple of years, and he was giving yep. all these talks and seminars to like you know to, to tens of thousands of people at a, at a time. And he'd always have people, uh, you know, men and women, kind of come up to him, um, you know, afterwards for autographs and stuff. And they would, you know, they'd always say these kind of really positive things, like, you know, you've you've helped me sort my life in order, or I was mm. suicidal and now I've turned my life around, or now my dad's talking to me again. And sure enough, bless him, he started crying because he, it gets really, really emotional. Yeah. Like, because it's just, you know, he said it's just so much to take in. You get, you know, t- you know couple of thousand of people kind of giving you these kind of 10 seconds of emotion yeah. again and again and, and and you know even then just 
recollecting it, he was getting emotional. And then he got a, he got a bit emotional talking about just the lack of encouragement for, for particularly young men um, who are just kind of craving encouragement and they don't get it from anywhere. And, and just listening to a couple of his lectures and reading his book is like enough to turn them around. He says they need so little, but they just, they just don't, don't get any encouragement at all. And I started thinking about kind of myself like this, and I, okay. I, I don't think I really need any encouragement. I've never really, I've never really needed it to do anything. Right. You know, I just do stuff because I want to, and if people don't like it, whether it's my friends or family or anything, no, nobody's going to change my mind. And and it's not, it's not like because you get people who are who like kind of crave encouragement and 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 they kind of need it to to to, to you know just to, to kind of to to do whatever they want to carry on you know people who will just go with the standard flow of political opinions because they don't want to get discouraged by having wrong think for example um but you get some people who will they will take discouragement and turn it around and say oh you don't want me to do that so that means i'm gonna i'm right. gonna do that and I, I, that's kind of not me either i just i think nothing of it um and certainly the things that i've done in the last kind of 20 years since i've kind of moved out and been an adult you know like kind of when I was kind of playing volleyball at a high standard and picked up the guitar and, and you know, and, and, and these kind of lifting weights, you know, that was just like alone in my garage, you know, for, for 20 years. Um, so I don't, I don't really think I, I kind of need any encouragement. And I was wondering what you thought about yourself like that and whether, um, I was wondering, thinking, well, you know, I don't need encouragement and that, because of that, that hasn't stopped me having heterodox opinions and taking a step back from everything, working out what my kind of my, my moral opinion is on something, and then just sticking with it, regardless of what anybody else thinks. You know, there are opinions that you and I hold uh, that basically nobody else has in the country, like we should abolish the NHS and that kind of thing. You know, so these kind of opinions where you can't say that to anybody, but that doesn't bother me. You know, I'm, I'm quite happy to, to to tell people or to you know to have it on a podcast. I just wondered what you thought. About that, whether 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 kind of people like us, you know, you kind of you voluntarists, you libertarians, you anarchists, whether mm. there's like a certain thing about us that we don't really care what you know, or we care perhaps we care slightly less what people think, because most people just will just go with the with the opinions of the day, regardless of what they are. You know, they they will tell themselves that they're in the right, the same way that people who were probably around in the days of slavery were telling themselves that they were in the right as well, but they're just not willing to go against the flow. And I wondered if that was something. If there was some kind of character trait that perhaps we had that other people don't have, and whether that's a way to kind of spot potential libertarians in the future or potential liberals, and that's a lot, which is why I gave you a pad to write everything down. So I've been scribbling away. What like do you mad. What do you think of that? Um, yeah, thank you very much for this. That 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 was useful because I've written down a number of things now. So, I mean, my my initial thought straight away is what you're talking about here is confidence. I'm not sure how else to 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 describe it, but that you're, it's because of your confidence that you don't need the encouragement, and that discouragement bounces off you. Would you yeah, would you, would possibly. You say possibly. That's, that's yeah, the I trait so. you're talking about here. I mean, we can we can try and refine it as we go along. But my instant reaction is that's just confidence. You're you're, you're confident in your opinion. You're confident in your reasoning. And your rationale, but there are, there are plenty of confident people who would <laughs> just go along with public opinions. How confident are they really? Well, that's the thing. Are they actually? Is it just a facade? Because you do get you do get people who will be like who will appear confident, will appear extroverted, but then get them home and they're on 
antidepressants and you know absolutely and so appearances can be deceptive but this is confidence and this is this is you have a certain amount of self-assurance and i suppose this might be the difference between confidence and self-assurance because i you know the word self is in there you can be confident and do something but not necessarily be self-assured Sure, and yeah, I mean, if you speak to, I consider to, you're quite a self-assured person. Yeah, I mean, if you speak to my wife, she might even say that it borders on arrogance. Yes, that word's been used to describe me as well. <laughs> so maybe, maybe that's the character trait. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe it's a tiny bit of arrogance right. in there. But I want, I wanted to ask you a few questions as well before I get into, before I get into me. And yeah, and, and just to, to be clear, it's not that I, I dis, it's not that I don't like encouragement. You know, it's not like you know. If, if, I, if I'm, if I'm, okay, right. You well, know, hold that thought. So, I, I, my, my first question down here was encouragement or praise. Is it, is it encouragement that some people need, or is it just praise that they're doing the right thing? And what, what's your reaction to praise? And does praise spur you on to keep doing the thing you're being praised about? I don't know because because some things that I really love, like I've and I and I know I've recently got you into lifting weights. Yeah. But I've been doing this in my garage for kind of for twenty years on yeah. on my own because yeah. I love it and I just want to get you know part of it is I just want to get stronger. I just want to be as strong as I can. Yeah. Uh, and nobody, if nobody, you know, I, I get no praise. No. About that um, from anybody. So it's it it's I don't think I need it. I mean, some things like when I was playing volleyball at like a really high standard. You'd have that kind of team camaraderie. So if you did like yeah. a, an amazing shot, um, and say I spiked the ball and and won the point, everyone would kind of cheer. Um, Absolutely, and, I mean, and, you, you and that's 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 good. You must like a compliment, though. You must like a compliment about your about your physique or about how much you can lift. Or yeah, but nobody nobody whatever. sees it. Nobody sees it because I'm, I'm I look because I'm so yeah. tall and I've got long limbs. You can't tell in clothes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Does encouragement, if you are encouraged, does that not, you kind of opened with, it doesn't matter whether you're encouraged or discouraged. Does encouragement, encouragement not add? I think, it, I, I think, it, I think it probably adds, yeah. but it doesn't add as much. It doesn't add as much as to other people. And yes. I think it doesn't, it I don't need it in the first place. No. Yeah. And I don't necessarily need it. I think what it, what it is for other people as well, maybe it's like affirmation. Mm. You know, I think some people need that. Absolutely. You know, pe- people when you know people get addicted to you know likes and retweets and stuff on Twitter and Facebook, and oh, they, they, God, they yeah, we've talked about this, and yeah. they they have to you know they it's have like, to it can be like a drug. Yeah, but and 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 they they need to they need to have people telling them that you know that, oh yes I completely agree with you and you're saying the right thing and and, and all that kind of stuff. Whereas if they said anything, you know that we said, um, they, they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to cope with it. Mm. Now you mentioned again. I'm, I know I'm avoiding talking about me at this point, but just because I've, I've written my notes, you gave me <laughs> you gave me this pad. I've written my notes. You talked about um, whether this was a trait uh, of the of the voluntarist of the of the of the no stater, yeah. And and I wonder whether that's right or not, or whether or not it's just we're the outspoken ones. And that there are people who have these views, but they hide them. They keep them to themselves. They're certainly not volunteering their opinions for fear of the of the discouragement or the the, the vitriol or you know whatever else they get because they are unpopular opinions. My gut reaction 
is that and certainly you know now in the, in the current society as it is in the west people don't want to volunteer their unpopular opinions it is it, it's the very opposite of that you've got to have a popular opinion you've got to you've got to be in the zeitgeist you've got to have the latest woke trend to to feel safe in in displaying your uh, your opinion it's got to be on the right side and that's the whole thing about feeling safe because i like i can i can i'll post stuff on twitter i'll you know i'll be talking to you on a podcast if people ask me about my opinions you know at work or out and about i'll, I'll tell them um, yes but most people wouldn't I think most most people aren't comfortable with that. I suppose I used the word outspoken before, and that's not that's not necessarily yeah, true. I, you're yeah. not there pushing uh, your sure. narrative. You're not there saying to people, you know, bringing it out of nowhere. Oh, by the way, I think this should happen, <laughs> um, but you're not hiding away from it. I mean, that's an interesting conversation in and of itself. Is that how do how do libertarians, how do voluntarists get into those conversations in order to make sure that they don't um don't betray their um their feelings in, as in it can you can have some very difficult conversations you can get into awkward situations where you if you want to be true to yourself you you have to you have to say the truth but you've got to kind of edge your way in there because if you just go straight in with I don't think that this, as you say, as you took the example, I don't think there should be an NHS. Then people just think you're a monster. I, th- I think I think what you have to do in those, so you can go straight in, but you have to go straight in at a, at a strategic angle. Yes, and you have to determine before you do it which side your the person you're chatting is is on. When you say side, do you mean left or right? Left or right? Yeah. So right. you need to you need not, you, not authoritarian, libertarian. You basically need to outflank them. <laughs> So, Excuse me. so you need to come if they're if they're a right winger, you need to come at them from the right. If they're a left winger, you need to come at them from the left. So right. an example of that is you might be talking to somebody about gun control and they're a leftist, um, and obviously you know you and I would want uh, completely different gun laws. You know I want to be able to kind of I want my briefcase nuke. Um, yeah. So the angle you have to take is that all gun laws are racist. <laughs> Okay, because you, you know you you know because uh, you know the statistics are you know so who do you think the people are that are put in prison for minor gun offences? Yeah. It's not rich white gun owners. Yeah, it's 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 your kind of it's it's people in black ghettos. So use their arguments against them. Use their arguments against them. So just you know, and you can bring you can bring up all the stats quite easily that gun control actually is racist, and the people who need to defend themselves are minorities. Um, so that by by stopping them from defending themselves and for putting them in prison for for you know for minor offences, yeah. is by by all your standards that's racist. So what what do you, so what, do you, what do you say to that? Yeah, and and that's how you get them. You have to get, have to kind of out left them or outright them. Oh, I've gone off at a tangent for a bit there, but that's that's well, no, it's fine. That's <laughs> the way to do it. No, that's fine because as I say, this is about part of it though. You've got to have those conversations because you can. You can bring what I what I call the secret libertarians. Uh, I, by the way, people certainly people of the left hate being called that. I've had I've had that before, where where you've got a proper lefty person, and then you you basically make them give you back the libertarian argument. Yeah, <laughs> by outlefting. I've, I've I've totally done this by outlefting them, and so they start advocating these these freedom policies to you and you go there you go you're a secret libertarian 
and they're like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. and you know, you can see little, you know, uh, explosions going off. Um, so that, I mean, that's just that's just funny. But the the secret libertarians, the, the people who who do have these opinions, they just don't want to say them out loud. Obviously, if they hear someone like us talking about it, then they they're more likely to then come out of the woodwork, so to speak, and go, actually, I agree with you. Um, but there hardly anyone speaks out. Or, or people who just haven't bothered to think about it, which is fair oh, enough because people are, people have got busy lives. They're not going to. They're hopefully not going to be thinking about politics as much as you know some of the woke leftists on Twitter. Well, and th- that's a change, isn't it? Over time, is that everything has become political, and so it didn't used to be about politics. Talking about freedom didn't used to be a particularly political issue, um, but over the hundreds of years, decades now, certainly over the last year, yeah, and over the last year. It's all become politicised, um, which is exactly the way that the certainly the left wants it. They want to politicise absolutely everything. The woke left. Yeah, although I did, I did think when because the, the left has wanted to politicise everything for some time now. Um, yeah, and obviously you and I have been saying for a number of years, you know, you shouldn't give the state any power that you don't want your enemies to have. Yes, um, and, it's a great argument against and I, it. And I, and I thought. Come to, you know, when Trump got in, I thought of rubbing my hands together, thinking maybe maybe some of these leftists will realise realize that all that power that they wanted Obama to have is now in the hands of someone who they think enemy. is a complete lunatic. Yeah, but they didn't seem to change. It just always seemed to be no. no we just need to we just need to vote harder next time. Just need to vote the right guy in. Well, and I mean, when you say vote harder, um, you know, Dominion voting machines and you know, sure. boxes of ballots, you know, aside. Um, I mean, the, that, that, is that that guy from CNN's been you know, caught on recording um, talking about you know well, first it's just getting rid of Trump and then it's this and it's that and the end climate change climate change next. Um, I, I wouldn't say my eyes been eyes have been opened particularly um, to the kind of media collusion because uh, I knew it was always there. It's nice to have it admitted to, though, isn't it? Oh, totally, and. I just, I mean, this this last year, as you say, has been somewhat special. But I think in my wildest dreams, I never believed that it would ever be this overt, this obvious. You know, the I, it it is like it's like putting glasses on. You don't you don't have this. <laughs> you you having your perfect twenty twenty vision, okay. Um, you you've never experienced what I have, which is to not be able to see, not be yeah. able to see really much at all. Maybe it's made for me. It'll be taking glasses off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if if, I, you if to I wear, put yours on, I mean, I've got I've, I've been wearing contact lenses now for uh, for all of this year, which is which is lovely. Um, but putting glasses on, the you know, when when I first um, realised that my vision wasn't right was when I was about age nine or whatever. Uh, and then you, you know you get and you let it deteriorate quite quite a while until you really notice. And it's normally someone else when you're a kid. Someone else is the one going. Why the hell can't you read that? Because you it's just happened here. gradually. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, and then you get your first pair of glasses and it's correcting your vision perfectly. And honestly, you 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 trip over. You 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 can barely walk because really? suddenly the ground is all, all the detail on the ground. You can see whereas you couldn't see it before. The leaves on the you just assume trees are just this kind of green blob. But you can see every single leaf. You can see flies flying around in the air, and it's it the, the the moment of clarity you get is frankly overwhelming for your senses. Um, and I I feel that same. I have felt that same sensation recently when 
um, when reading government propaganda and and spotting it for what it for what it is. But just there's just been so much of it that now I can just see it. Off. All this stuff in the news at the moment about um, uh, Dominic Cummings and sure. uh, uh, and the and the briefings and the counter briefings and all of that and all of that nonsense. You read what these people have uh, have said in uh, in whatever newspaper, Telegraph, Mail, whatever whatever it is, where they're where they're reporting this stuff. Um, you read the quotes from you know sources close to and all and all this nonsense. It is it is just pure propaganda. It's just all part of the narrative. And once you spot it, you see it everywhere. Have you ever seen the film? And I don't think you have because you would have mentioned it just now have you ever seen the film they live no i'm gonna have to lend it to you okay it's like it's a it's like an 80s kind of horror film with rowdy roddy piper as as the lead it's not the the best acted or the the highest budget film in the world sure but basically there's this kind of like they're like these aliens who've, who've taken over but they look they just look like they're in human form um and there's all this subliminal messaging going everywhere. Right. But they've managed to invent these sunglasses that you can stick on. And suddenly you can see these aliens for what they are. And you can see like a sign um, that will normally be like an advert. And it will just say, you put the glass in, it just says, obey. <laughs> and, oh, stuff, and stuff like this. Um, and it's right. like that. It's like, so you put these glasses on it's suddenly, and suddenly you're awake to everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'll, that, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to lend that to you. But you see that... that that sense has heightened for me over the last year, specifically. Whereas, ever since, I, mean, I remember doing uh, media studies A level. Uh, uh, so this was this would have been in the nineties, and um, and thinking at the time, this is this is eye opening uh, as to how newspapers and media organisations and the BBC uh, operate. Uh, and I remember thinking at the time, this this should be required. This everyone should study this. Because everyone needs to know how it works, why it works, and where, yeah, the fact that it's a, it's a narrative service, not a news service, and how but the yeah, ownership the, the, works. They just, they just, they news. They're not news reporters now. They just no. push an agenda, and no. that's it. And and compared to what it was like in the nineties, you know, that that was like a golden age. <laughs> um, so, well, back with Alistair Campbell and, and, and people. Oh God, yeah. When you think about it, when you think about it, um, so. It's it's all got very very extreme, yet so many people still don't see it, and that's what I'm finding. What I'm struggling with with now is like looking around everyone, and everyone else is seeing the seeing the the, the billboard as you've just described it without the obey message. Well, it's, it's like when when and people people will still ask now, how did how did Germany get to get to where it is before the you know before yeah, the Second like, World like War. This. Like that, well, exactly what's happened, yeah. you know, over the past year. Yeah. But they they, they were slower about it. They, they, it took them a few years. Yeah. We did it in six months. Yeah. You asked me a question, right? I did, and, and you this. haven't you haven't spoken about yourself at all. No, that's yet. fine, and and that's you know I was I was coming to that, but those were all important observations. I thought. Uh, so you asked you asked me whether I I kind of have the same sense, and I I think I do. I I. In the position I'm in in uh, in the company, uh, I I'm not I'm not receiving any encouragement whatsoever. This is this is we are I'm 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 at the top, and so and I'm and I'm I'm working with my business partner, but 
we work as a really good team and we we talk about everything and we and we push things in the direction they need, they need to go in after that discussion but we're not there slapping each other's backs and stuff like that uh, we've worked together for over a decade and we work together really well and we just get shit done um, the staff aren't there going oh great job Nick and there's, there's, there's absolutely none of that yeah I mean I, but you wouldn't I mean you and I would never surround ourselves with sycophants anyway no. or yes men because you don't you want people who will tell you if you're doing a shit job in fact right so I, 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 will, I want to talk about personal stuff as well but I want to keep going on this on this corporate angle and we've been doing this since 2008 now so this is like 13 years and uh, a lot of points throughout that time we've been told that we're doing the wrong thing we've been told that what we're doing won't last that it'll be temporary that some other technology will come out to supplant us or to replace us or, oh yeah don't worry you've got about two years doing that and then you know this technology will come out and we, we won't need you anymore and each and every time we've gone no we're not we know what we're doing we know what we're doing. There's, there's bigger and better things to come. We're just gonna we're gonna keep going and keep going with the mindset. So actually, whereas whereas you talked about like the discouragement not really not really bothering you, I suppose you did mention it, but potentially might spur you on. Well, no, I was saying, I, saying I, it doesn't really. I, I was saying I, would, I just yeah I think nothing of what people think. I of think me potentially people in my industry saying, and eh, no, you're not really doing the right thing. If anything, it has spurred me on a bit more to prove them wrong, because I think that what we've got is such a good idea, and it's done so well, and we've got such a good mindset, and it's right for the for the moment in the industry. Um, but I I I do feel it's not like I have something to prove, because I don't feel like there's some failure I've got to get over or anything like that. And I don't I don't feel this is chip it's on an my I told shoulder. You so. It's an I told you it's so. It's an I told you so. Yeah, I think I think I think you're right. I, I and and we've already had some of those moments with certain people now that have been around long enough. Um, there are moments that I see I, I see people writing in industry press saying stuff that we said five years ago, and it's like, see, told you. And, and I mean, back then, you know, you were saying you shouldn't do this. And, you know, we were there first. There's a there's a pride thing of of, you know, of doing it right and doing it first. But it, again, it comes from a combination of confidence and arrogance. I struggle with the difference sometimes between or trying to define ego in relation to both of those two things. I've been told I have an ego. And I think you would have to if you're arrogant and you're confident. Um, I, I've never considered my ego. Um, but as I say, I, I assume I must have one. <laughs> That's, that sounds really arrogant, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm proving it right now. Um, but I suppose I, the reason I'm, I'm explaining it like that is because I don't, I don't really ever think about. I don't really ever think about that. I just I think about the the notions, the ideas, the rationale. I'm 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 constantly trying to rationalise whatever position I have and to seek out more information about it or about others to either prove or disprove it. Well, yeah, so and, and I, the scepticism angle of it. Yeah, and I guess it's what, not about me. What I, what I, um, yeah, all the egoists say that. Um, I'm sure. What what I tend to think as well uh, is so I I tend to I tend to think things through before I form an opinion. Yes. And when I do, I'm pretty assured because I have 
thought things through and I you know I, I perform critical thinking yeah. on on any idea I might have by the time I kind of reach a position I'm pretty assured of it and and confident that I'm that have I'm you right found, have you found so so but but you know and this is I've done this when I was a kid you know yes. I, I would form an opinion so, and that's it and I, and I know I'm right so have you found that that process takes you know less and less time now sure. now that you're yeah, in sure. quotes quite good at it yeah, it's like it's like you know, bench pressing, you know. Yeah, you know, practice. I, I can, you know, you build you build your thinking muscles up, and it's a lot easier than it than it was in the past. Yeah, and this is where people have outsourced all of those. Mm. Um, a bit the ability to rationalise, the ability to research, to even rigid, to to read around a subject, and all they get instead, going back to media and the government, is they just they're quite happy being fed the narrative, um, and yeah. live by it. Because there's, there's, and again, this is this is what frustrates me is that, you know, the, the there are there are left wing ways ways to do things and there are right wing ways of doing things, um, or there are there are okay to to rephrase that there are there are ways that people of the left would do things and ways that people of the right would do things, um, but if we were free, we could we could try them both out yes. voluntarily, yes, and then find out what's the best way of doing whatever it is with whatever problem we're trying to solve. Let's 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 try a number of different things and come up with the best one, and then and then do that. Or maybe the one on the left fixes certain types of problems, or you know, and then the the one on the right picks and hoovers everything else up. And it could be that yeah. you know, like a combination of different ways to to you know to to run a hospital, for example, a more might. accurate version of centrism. But the point is, it would be based entirely on non-coercive sure. practices. Sure. You know, yeah. so there are all these conversations about what's the best way of doing stuff, but if if all you're going to do is force the entire the population other. to do one thing or the other thing and flip between those every four or eight years or whatever, mm. it's never it's never it's never going to work. You know, you need society needs to be free to 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 do these things and to actually see what works. Um, you know, with, without government coercion. Yeah. So, but but anyway, I'm wondering whether people. I mean, do people? Can, can pe- obviously, people a lot of people can't be bothered to to think critically. Um, okay, here's but, but, the question. but but do they? You know, have some people have some people <laughs> thought critically about stuff, but yet still shy away from opinions? Um, or do they do they deliberately not think critically because they just want to go with whatever the party line is? You One know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking social justice warriors and these people. Oh, okay, so. Because everything's everything's it's, woke these right, days. Right. Yes. I'm, I'm sure you'd agree that it's easier just to toe the line. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and the the people that are kind of constructing that line are they've realised that those that shout the loudest can can get to form that narrative and can uh, and can lead other people in that way uh, in a in what they would say is a non-coercive way, they'll they'll just make sure that they're just you know shouting and screaming for long enough to make people think that that's the right thing to do, get their converts along the way. Just call them racist at every possible point until until they accept until, that they are. Well, it's one of those <laughs> it's things. A slightly odd argument they have there, but yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of starting to backfire now, I think, because it's getting desensitised. But being called a racist is one of those things that you can't. It's you can't really defend it without, you know, because if you start being the 
I'm not a racist. Well, then you end up going, no, you're racist. You, you play, well, you, you, start, yeah. you, you end up playing their game, and yeah. you, 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 you best just say yeah. nothing at all. Yeah, I think. Um, but the point was, it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> the the point I was coming coming to is that because it's the easy way out, just to toe the line, that means you don't have to flex those thinking muscles. Yeah, um, it does take it does take effort. To think about things and it takes effort to think about things we haven't talked much about free thinking critical thinking is is one thing but the, the, even just the idea that you should you should potentially think in an unstructured way that you should let your mind wander that you should try to think about things in a different way uh, to come at things from different angles I mean that's kind of the essence of critical thinking but most people don't even consider that that would be an option because they think there must be someone else who's done it for me. And so I'll just go along with oh, this the dreaded consensus. And obviously the people who shout the loudest are the ones that hope to just drag the consensus along with them. My question for you is, do you think that the, your ability to think critically is what led to your confidence or the other way round? Because I think I have grown in confidence, and yes, therefore probably arrogance as well, by flexing these muscles, these thinking muscles, this ability to form a rational opinion, to be able to back it up with argument and evidence I, I don't, quickly. I'm not sure whether my ability to, to think critically has done that, but certainly, certainly writing blog posts, doing these podcasts, and even listening to people who are better at it than you or I has given me a confidence. You know, listening to the Tom yes. Woods show and, and hear hear him arguing, um, you know, and, and debating points has, you know, and, and I just, I, I'm, I'm quite a good listener. Um, and, and I, you know, I remember things that I, that I, I, I feel are important. Um, I can't remember what I've done five minutes ago, but some bits of information I will, you know, like how, how to argue certain things. Yeah. Uh, I'll remember that, and then that will give me more confidence. I think, oh, that's, okay, that's logged away now. And the next time somebody brings that at me, I can throw this at them. Yeah. Um, so that's that's definitely helped I've, me more confidence. I've used, I, I, can, I can sell better. I'm not specifically a, I'm not a salesperson, uh, but the way, the way that we run the company is in a, it's a sales-led business. Yeah, everyone's selling. Whether you're in in finance or in tech support, in project management, or or in sales, everyone sells. And and so we've we've let that run throughout throughout the business and use the same techniques to close a deal, to close a support case, or to get someone to pay you, or you know, it's all you can qualify everything. You can you can close someone just to get them on the phone. And you can qualify them. All of the all of the language can be used, and certainly all the techniques. It's the uh, ABC, isn't it? A always B B C closing. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, um, where was I going with this? Um, have, I, have I lost you? No, you've you, you completely thrown me off. We were talking. We were talking about about. You know, has you asked me if critical thinking has Ooh, enhanced my confidence? I'm back. Right I'm back. Sorry. Doing this podcast has made me better at selling. Sure. Doing doing this podcast and and constantly 
being challenged by you and having to challenge you has has made me able to really narrow down the arguments for the features and benefits of our product set of being able to objection handle objection handling is so important in sales it, you can you can be the best pitcher yeah you can you can know your product inside out but if you can't handle objections then that's the moment where the other side just drops the mic so you've got to be able to do it and albeit i consider i was i was pretty good at it i've had some proper till you drop meetings hours and hours where you're just getting thrown but what about this but what about that and i come out swinging i those those abilities for me have heightened over this last few years since we've doing the podcast and particularly i can do it and be more relaxed about it yeah i'm i'm more relaxed presenting now if i'm yes. presenting to people um even if you know you know whether it's you know, kind of hosting a meeting or giving a presentation on some new development practice or whatever. I, I find it just just easier just to just to, to talk in front of people. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, at length, without notes. Um, I find yeah. It, yeah, I find it much much easier. Um, yeah, yeah. So, this was all about libertarians and whether well, or not. Yeah, and and there was, they need encouragement. So that, that, yeah, there was another. There was another thing I I I, uh, I read, and I think this was Tom Woods who brought this up. There was there was a teacher in America who was teaching students, and I think they were reasonable. They were maybe they they were the equivalent of our GCSE students. Mm. Um, and he asked them the question. He was asking them a question about racism, and he said, uh, you know, he asked the obvious question. So who of you would have been against racism? And this would have been you know before it was you know made illegal back in America. And of course, the entire class put their hand up. And said, "Oh, of course, yeah, I'm massively against racism." And he's like, "Okay, okay, right, fine. Um, what makes you think you'd have been, you know, what what are your opinions on these other things?" So, kind of, you know, asked them their opinions on these other things, and 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 it was all it was all like, you know, the zeitgeist. It was all the yeah, kind of you yeah. know, everybody's opinions. So he said, "Right, okay, being against slavery back in the day." You'd have been among a handful of people yeah. in, in those days. You'd have been up against everybody. You know, nobody would have disagreed with you. Can you give me an example of an opinion you you held now, you hold now, or have yeah. held in the last few years, where it's been a you know completely against everybody else? You've had to do this. You've had to stand up for yourself. You've, yeah. you've, you've stuck by your guns. But there's not None a single one. None so he said, look, if you were back in the day, you'd have all been for slavery because you're just yeah. going with the group consensus. Yeah, yeah. No, I listened to that as well. Yeah, and I thought that was brilliant. Uh, it's 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 such an important point, and this is what I mean about the towing the line. Um, the the people who are out there who are coming up with this woke nonsense, uh, they do it because they know there is this large group of gullible people who are willing to just parrot it with with no critical thought whatsoever. It might it might be the right thing. To do it might be a, a a a good opinion to hold in modern society, but they wouldn't know. They're only doing it because they're told to do it. Yeah, and I tell you what, I do find find a bit odd. I mean, it's not the only thing that I find odd about them, but they do. If you speak to them, they will they will be convinced that they are in the minority though, and that they are up against it, and they're being the edgy ones. Right. I I think that's just one of those fallacies that they. I could be wrong, that they just use because 
it's a it's a good arguing tactic. I, do, I, do you I, think they genuinely believe it? Yeah, because they, I think it makes them feel better because they can they can have the they can have the best do you of think both they worlds. Really believe it as much as they believe anything. Because they can, they can have the best of both worlds. What they can do is they can, they can say they can, they can have all the encouragement of having like a, a, an opinion that everybody else has, and they can also think, well, I'm being the edgy one here. Um, so that you know, without without the, any of the downsides of, of saying edgy stuff that you and I do, and and you know, it's yeah, no, they haven't got the meaning of it. No. Yeah, yeah, I t- and they also don't forget that they these people love contradictions. In fact, when you well, get when, when, you, when you get into you the, have to embrace them. Well, yes. Yeah, so the, the the theory is something is something along the lines of there are contradictions everywhere. So in order to get to this kind of higher level, you have to create your own contradictions um, to to, kind to, of to, contradiction. to yeah to kind of to counteract everything else. So they the, if it, if it has a contradiction, that's and, and it's like a one that's been created. That's evidence that you've been thinking about it, and you've created this this better contradiction than the one that already exists. It's all absolute rubbish. But the thing about that is they 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 use that notion, I think, in order to discredit reason and discredit sure, evidence yes. and discredit facts. And so the person that comes up with the thing that's least yeah that's most nonsensical, the least factual that or. Or, or to you know to to specifically look at something that is that is scientific like like biology <laughs> for example then you get to say oh no no you must you must be onto something with your weird opinion because look at all these people coming at you with their so-called facts yeah and, and that's that's the real that's the kind of the the, the, the postmodernist which is yeah. why it's I mean postmodernism is it's just poison yes. as far as I'm concerned it's it's a society killer yes. Um, uh, look out of your windows and witness it as it is going on right now. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's incredible. Um, so Nick, just going back to the original question: libertarians, anarchists, voluntarists. Yep. Is there is there something about us? Is there a, like a a part of our brains that we either have or don't have that separates us from everybody else? More highly evolved, you mean? <laughs> um, uh, look, the honest answer is I I have no idea. Uh, but what I do know is there there aren't enough of us, and we need to keep talking about it in order to see if we can find some more. Brilliant. Well, thank you for listening to our one hundredth episode. Uh, if you could if you could share it, um, just in general, that's the best thing you can do. I know we always say we don't want your money we don't have any sponsors there's no Patreon accounts or subscribers or anything like that just if you could share it to some of your friends we'd be, we'd be really grateful thanks very much <laughs>